Welcome to Carry the Light. I'm your host, Carrie Alexander. During your time here, we'll explore all things positive to brighten up your day and light up the world around you. We'll talk to regular folks about doing extraordinary things, hear fantastic stories, get a little creative in the world of happiness, and learn how you can change the world. Now sit back and relax. Let's carry the light. Kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. Kindness in giving creates love. Lao Tzu. Natalie Kate Renault started her own kindness campaign years ago after asking her parents to take the money they would spend on her for Christmas to help others. Soon, her Kindness for Christmas project had spread across several states and a few countries throughout the world, inspiring others to perform acts of consideration to strangers, friends, family, and anyone in need. The high school senior has done a lot to improve the world before even heading off to college. I got a chance to chat with the humble young girl after she was nominated for our Illuminator Award. But I wanted her to share with you the story out of Indiana and a family tragedy there and how one person in Indiana took the money that Natalie sent them and made Christmas a little brighter for a family in pain. So Natalie, can you share that story with us, please? Yes, ma'am. Indiana was in 2017, so my second year of doing the project. And there was a family there who their son was killed in a farming accident. And so the family that we sent money to actually bought them a tabletop Christmas tree, which they then decorated with the ornaments of all his favorite things like baseball and fishing and different things that he enjoyed. And then they told this, they gave a letter to the family and told them a little bit about my Christmas project and why they were getting the Christmas tree and where the money came from. And then The family who we gave the money to sent me photos and letters of the tree and what they did for the family. And then the family who was given the gift was actually so touched that they actually sent me photos of their son and wrote me letters about his life and told me a little bit more about him and how they were touched that even though I never met him, I wanted to do something for them so that they could always remember him. That story and several others gathered a majority of votes for the teenager for our first ever Illuminator Award. Congratulations, Natalie. You will be receiving an additional $1,000 to help spread kindness in the world. I can't wait to follow up with you and see what impact your award has on those around you. Thank you to all the incredible nominees we had a chance to meet over the past few weeks. I hope their story has inspired you to find your passion on giving back in any form bagged lunches, repurposing furniture for those in need, feeding the homeless, incubating companies, holding someone's hand who is trying to get an education, and the list goes on and on. Know the smallest act can have the largest impact. It doesn't matter what you do or when you do it, it just matters that you showed up, you cared, and sometimes that's all we need. And speaking of need, let's do a little self-care as we come out of this pandemic. When we come back, we'll have a few ideas for you when it comes to bringing more kindness, joy, and peace into your own life. 
That's next on Carry the Light. Welcome back. Let's talk about getting happy and healthy. Here's a few tips from Healthline.com on how to live your best life. Number one, smile. You tend to smile when you're happy, but it's actually a two-way street. We smile because we're happy, and smiling causes the brain to release dopamine, which makes us happier. Number two, exercise. Exercise isn't just for your body. Regular exercise can help to reduce stress, feelings of anxiety, and symptoms of depression while boosting self-esteem and happiness. Consider these exercise starters. Take a walk around the block every night after dinner. Sign up for a beginner's class in yoga or tai chi, or start your day with just five minutes of stretching. Number three, get plenty of sleep. No matter how much modern society steers us toward less sleep, we know that adequate sleep is vital to good health, brain function, and emotional well-being. Most adults need about seven or eight hours of sleep a night. If you find yourself fighting the urge to take a nap during the day or just generally feel like you're in a fog, your body may be telling you it needs more rest. So listen to it. Here are a few tips to help you build a better sleep routine. Write down how many hours of sleep you get each night and how rested you feel. After a week, you should have a better idea of how you're doing. Go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, including the weekends. I know that's tough for some of us. Reserve the hour before bed as quiet time. Take a bath, read, or do something relaxing. Avoid heavy eating and drinking. Keep your bedroom dark, cool, and quiet. Invest in some good bedding, and if you have to take a nap, try to limit it to just 20 minutes. Number four. Now we've talked about sleep, let's talk about eating. Eat with mood in mind. You already know that food choices have an impact on your overall physical health, but some foods can also affect your state of mind. For example, carbohydrates release serotonin, a feel-good hormone. Just keep simple carbs, foods high in sugar and starch to a minimum because that energy surge is short and you'll crash. Whereas complex carbs, such as vegetables, beans, and whole grains are better and more sustainable. Lean meat, poultry, legumes, and dairy are high in protein. These foods release dopamine and norepinephrine, which boost energy and concentration. Well, I need to eat a whole lot more of my vegetables for sure. Highly processed or deep fried foods tend to leave you feeling down. So will skipping meals. Start by making one better food choice each day and add to it. For example, swap a big, sweet breakfast pastry for some Greek yogurt with fruit. You'll still satisfy your sweet tooth, and the protein will help you avoid a mid-morning energy crash. Maybe try adding in a new food swap each week. All right, let's move on down to be grateful. Simply being grateful can give you a mood boost unlike any others. For example, in a recent two-part study, we found that practicing gratitude can have a significant impact on feelings of hope and happiness and make you more positive-minded. Give a compliment. Research also shows that performing acts of kindness can help you feel more satisfied. Giving a sincere compliment is a quick, easy way to brighten someone's day while giving your own happiness a boost. Catch the person's eye and say it with a smile so that they know that you mean it. You might be surprised by how good it makes you feel. 
If you want to offer someone a compliment on their physical appearance, make sure you do do it in a respectful way. All right, breathing deeply. Okay, I'm a yoga instructor certified as a yoga instructor, and I know that breath work can be crucial in increasing your energy or calming your central nervous system. The next time you feel stressed out or at your wit's end, work through these steps. Close your eyes. Try to envision a happy moment or beautiful place. Take a slow, deep breath in your nose and slowly breathe out through your mouth or nose. Repeat this process several times until you start to feel yourself calm down. If you're having a hard time taking a slow, deliberate breath, try counting to five in your head with each inhale and each exhale until you master the process. Keep a journal. A journal is a good way to organize your thoughts, analyze your feelings, and make plans. And if you don't, you don't have to be a literary genius or write volumes to benefit. It could be just a simple word list, or it could be a great way for you to express yourself in a safe environment. They stress head on. Life is full of stressors and it's impossible to avoid them all and there's no need to. Stress isn't always harmful and it can even change our attitudes about stress over time. But when you do this, instead of letting yourself getting overwhelmed, try to tackle the stressor head on. This might mean initiating an uncomfortable conversation or putting in some extra work, but the sooner you tackle it, the sooner the pit of your stomach will start to shrink. This I did during the pandemic, and I already need to do it again, is declutter. Decluttering sounds like a big project, but here's the thing. You can just set aside 20 minutes a week, and it can have a big impact. So what can you do in 20 minutes? Well, lots. Set a timer on your phone and take 15 minutes to tidy up up a specific area of one room. Say your closet or that out-of-control junk drawer. Put everything in its place and toss or give away an extra clutter that's not serving you anymore. I like that idea and it seems digestible to me. See friends. Oh, we're just now coming to where we're able to get vaccines and kind of get back into normal world. Humans are social beings and having close friends can make us happier. So who do you miss? Reach out to them, make a date to get together or simply have a long phone chat. In adulthood, it can feel next to impossible to make new friends But it's not about how many friends you have. It's about having meaningful relationships, even if it's just with one or two people. Try getting involved in a local volunteer group or taking a class. Both can help connect you with like-minded people in your area, and chances are they're looking for friends too. Oh, and by the way, companionship doesn't have to be limited to just other humans. Pets can offer similar benefits as well, so maybe consider adopting a pet. Plan your week out. Feel like you're flailing about? Try sitting down at the end of the week and making a basic list for the following week. Even if you don't stick to the plan, blocking out time where you can do laundry, go grocery shopping, or tackle projects at work can help to quiet your mind. You can even get a fancy planner, but even a sticky note on your computer or a piece of scrap paper will do. Ditch your phone. I know it sounds impossible, but unplug really. Turn off all the electronics and put those earbuds away for at least one hour once a week. They'll still be there for you later if you want them, that is. And get into nature. Spending 30 minutes or more a week in green spaces can help lower blood pressure and depression. Your green space can be anything from your neighborhood park, your own backyard, or a rooftop garden. 
anywhere you can appreciate some nature and fresh air. Better yet, add some outdoor exercise into the mix for an extra benefit. Like just take a walk. Here's another idea. We talked about breathing. Maybe explore some meditation. There are many methods of meditation to explore. They can involve movement, focus, spirituality, or a combination of all three. Meditation doesn't have to be complicated. It can be simple as sitting quietly with your own thoughts for five minutes. Even the deep breathing exercises that we mentioned earlier can form can serve as a form of meditation. Prayer is meditation. I enjoy painting as part of my meditation. And yoga, for me, is a form of medication. Meditation, I should say. Consider therapy. We're certainly happier when we learn how to cope with obstacles. When you're faced with a problem, think about who got you through something similar in the past. Would it work here? What else can you try? And maybe talk to an expert. I know a lot of people have been suffering during the pandemic. Depression rates are really high. Anxiety levels are high. So there's a lot to work through and process. Find a self-care ritual. It's easy to neglect self-care in a fast-paced world, but your body carries your thoughts, passions, and spirit through this world. Doesn't it deserve a little TLC? Maybe it's unwinding your work week with a long hot bath or adopting a skincare routine that makes you feel indulgent or simply set aside a night to put on your softest jammies and watch a movie from start to finish. Whatever it is, make time for it. Put it in your planner. It's a must and you need to do it. Remember, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else. Give back. If you find that giving daily compliments provides a needed boost to your mood, consider making a monthly routine of giving back on a larger scale. Maybe that's helping out at a food bank on the third weekend of every month or offering to watch your friend's kids at least one night a month. Whatever it is, if you see a need, try to help out and take yourself out. No one to go out with? Well, what rule says you can't go out alone? Go to your favorite restaurant, take in a movie, or go on that trip you've always dreamed of. Even if you're a social butterfly, spending some deliberate time alone can help you connect with the activities that truly make you happy. Take time to reflect. The start of a new year is a good time to stop and take inventory of your life, but so is right now. Set aside some time to catch up with yourself the way, you know, kind of like your, your own old friend. How are you doing? What have you been up to? Are you happier than you were a year ago? Try to avoid the pitfall of judging yourself too harshly for your answers. You've made it to another year, and that's plenty. If you find that your mood isn't, hasn't improved much over the last year, consider making an appointment with your doctor or talking to a therapist. You might be dealing with depression or even an underlying physical condition that's impacting your mood. During this time, you might want to reevaluate your goals. People change, so think about where you're headed and consider if it's still where you want to go. There's no shame in changing your game plan. Let go of any goals that no longer serve you, even if they sound nice on paper. And take care of your body. You hear it all the time, including several times in this article that I've been reading to you, is, you know, your physical and mental health are closely intertwined. As you build habits to improve your happiness, make sure to follow up with routine appointments to take care of your body. See your primary care physician for your annual physical. Take care of your chronic health conditions and see specialists as recommended. See your dentist for an oral exam and follow up as needed and get your vision checked. And here is a big one that is hard for a lot of us to do. Let go of grudges. 
This is often easier said than done, but you don't have to do it for the other person. You can do it for yourself. Sometimes offering forgiveness or dropping a grudge is more about self-care than compassion for others. Take stock of your relationships with others. Are you harboring any resentment or ill will towards someone? If so, consider reaching out to them in an effort to bury the hatchet. This doesn't have to be a reconciliation. You may just need to end the relationship and move on. If reaching out isn't an option, try getting your feelings out in a letter. You don't even have to send it to them. Just getting your feelings out of your mind and into the world can be freeing. These are great ideas to start putting all of this into play as we emerge from the pandemic. So you might want to listen to this once again, make some notes for yourself, and look at how these steps can bring more joy, kindness, and peace to your life. Stay with us. We'll be back with your moment of light next. Igniting hope is an ability we all have. A lot of us are really good at searching for it. I mean, we look for it in books, survivors, speeches, accomplishments, and experts. But truly, God gave us the power within. Asking for guidance, hope, solutions, directions are all normal. Just be aware of where you direct your faith. Praying to God unburdens your soul, fills your heart, and opens your eyes to so many possibilities. Just like the angels in heaven, God made each one of us. We are his creation. In essence, we are angels on earth designed to help lift one another. During this Illuminator Award journey, we had the privilege of hearing stories from such individuals. It's interesting to see how a simple moment in time sent them on a philanthropic journey, some momentarily and some more permanent. It really doesn't matter. It's just following your calling. Along the way, It spreads so much hope to those around you and transforms your own life as well. Thank you to all of our nominees and to the people who nominated them. May God bless you and your works, and I pray their essence helps stir each one of us on our own journey of hope. Have a great week, and remember to carry the light. For more information on how you can carry the light, follow us on Instagram at carrythelight underscore now or check out our website, carrythelight.com. I'd love to hear from you.